Vegas takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marchessault fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marchessault. 4-2 Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Wallace out on the homestead, Millard out at the estate, and Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... I hope everybody got through yesterday as we took a day. And you enjoyed the best of show, but we're back at it uh, this afternoon as we look ahead to arguably the most important game of the season. And there'll be a few of those coming up, but when it comes to jockeying for position in that uh, West Division for the number one spot, the top two teams play tomorrow night at T-Mobile Arena. Your Golden Knights against the Colorado Avalanche with a four-point spread between the two of them, and how far would a regulation win go for the VGK? It would be massive. Uh, we've got a look ahead to that. Uh, some sound today from Pete DeBoer, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Braden McNabb uh, just talking about some uh, lineup uh, issues. When we last saw the Golden Knights, a couple of players left the game uh, with injury, so we'll update you on the likes of Tomasz Nosek uh, and uh, Nick Waugh, as well as uh, just uh, the players' perspective on what's going to happen. Uh, some other happenings around the National Hockey League that we do want to make sure that you're aware of uh, involve some playoff races. And there is a legitimate, huge, massive bomb of a story that uh, came down in the NHL in the last 24 hours. And that involves a rights deal, Ryan, in which mm -hmm. uh, the National Hockey League has uh, furthered its uh, partnership with uh, Beyond ESPN and uh, finalized its national rights agreement with Turner Sports, uh, TBS. Uh, and the Superstation. So uh, that is huge. And uh, how that affects the Golden Knights, how that affects hockey is going to be interesting. We'll chat with John Shannon in just a little bit on that. Yeah, it's a seven-year agreement starting in 2021-22. And uh, there's going to be three of the seven years will have the Stanley Cup final, half the Stanley Cup playoffs each year, Stanley Cup final, and Stanley Cup playoffs to TNT and TBS for the first time up to 72 regular season games and the nhl winter classic will air on turner every season lime's live streaming simulcast rights for hbo max i mean there's a lot in this deal you got the press release right in front of you what's going on i mean i do notes you guys nice. just don't pay attention to them That's nice I, I pay attention like, you, to them, you, know, uh, you know what I, you know what i've started doing like i started putting stuff in the there preliminary that, that yeah, the preliminary notes to you guys because again, you you barely read them, and then like I go back and add in extra notes for myself. Oh, well, that's very you're good. Welcome. I, well, you're, yeah. you, as long as you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, some days I get to it, some days I don't get to it. I do scan I them and and mm -hmm. and get an idea of where you want to go. And some days the conversation just takes a big left turn, and and usually we end when up Chapman going, chimes in. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, no, that's, wait, wait, no, wait. no, no, no. That's very true. Uh, you can't argue <laughs> that. Uh, so on, on the Golden Knights front, uh, we have a first-place team. We have nine games to go. Four are at home. Five are on the road. Give me an idea of uh, your thinking of where they are before we bring John on. 
I mean, this is a team right now that, that's been incredibly good over the last three to four weeks. And it's a team coming off of a break going into a stretch of the season that's going to be challenging. It's going to be difficult. I think that this is a first-place team. I really do. Based on the work that they've done over the last three to four weeks, based on the work they've done in this nine-game win streak, I think the Golden Knights have set themselves up to finish first in this Honda West division. Are you surprised at all, given where they were a couple of weeks ago and the the gap between the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche was reversed before the the pause happened. I'm not really surprised that they've found their game. I'm not surprised at where the Golden Knights are at right now. I I, I think that I was more surprised at the stretch before this nine-game win streak when they were winning a game, losing a game, scoring a bunch, not scoring much. That was more the anomaly to me than what they're doing right now. Uh, let's uh, get back to the Vegas Golden Knights in just a little bit. But right now, let's bring in our are you are you our broadcast consultant, our our, our broadcast expert? Is that what John Shannon is? A former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, a couple of times there. Uh, now uh, co-hosts the Bob McCallum podcast, and still works uh, at Sportsnet doing Oiler games. Uh, John Shannon joins us uh, from his lovely home just outside of Toronto. Uh, would you? How would you term your your uh, contributions to the VGK Insider Show? Uh, underpaid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be the most accurate uh, form of it. Uh, well done. Uh, appreciate the honesty on that, and it will uh, so remain so. Uh, that uh, so. What what do you th- make of this uh, agreement with Turner Sports? And is this uh, if it's not left field, is it out of shallow left center field? Well, by the way, just be lucky that I like Ryan and Chris. Okay, <laughs> oh, you jerk. Awesome. <laughs> um. Uh, I, you know what it's it, it's listen it's not a home run but it's a you know it's a pretty good triple how's that that's good uh, um i don't think in the end that uh, the 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 league will never publicly admit that it didn't get the money it wanted um but uh, you know every every team in the nhl now will get more than 20 million dollars a year from us television where in previous years they got about 10 million dollars so that's that's found revenue in a in a pandemic that has uh, caused a lot of losses for a lot of people. So uh, it when when we when we first started hearing about renegotiations, I I thought it would be in my personal opinion was I thought it would be around eight hundred million. So I think we're at six hundred and fifty million U.S. dollars. So that that's where I think you have to have to put it. It's it's a triple, but it's. Not a home run, but you got you got a, you got somebody in third base in scoring position. Where did Turner uh, win out over the previous player in NBC and Peacock? Uh, we had heard Fox Sports One uh, involved. We actually had heard that EB, ESPN ABC uh, could take the whole piece. So, uh, where do you see Turner uh, having the inside edge? Well, I think they spent more money in the end. Uh, yeah. I, I think that uh, what's come out in the last. 24 to 48 hours is that NBC gave their final bid last week and weren't prepared to budge very much. And, uh, and the people at, at, at Turner um, were prepared to uh, explore new opportunities. And when I mean new opportunities, that's beyond TNT and TBS because with, within the scope of this seven years, Darren, we're going to see HBO Max be a part of this. We're going to see Bleacher Report be a bigger part of this. 
um, w- which which is really important because um, people not our age, people much younger that love our game, don't necessarily sit down and watch for three hours. They want to watch highlights and composites, and, and that's what Bleacher Report is doing better than most. John Shannon with us, former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, works for the uh, uh, Bob McCown podcast. He's a co-host with Bob McCown on that and also does Oilers games on uh, Sportsnet with us on the VGK Insider Show. Yeah, John, in, in terms of, of HBO Max kind of being a part of this, what what is that role going to be and how is that going to be a benefit to the fans? Well, Ryan, I think anytime you have an extra platform, it's a benefit and it gives people an opportunity. It's also, hopefully, uh, a platform that isn't necessarily driven by the hardcore hockey fan that might be introduced to the game. Um, and, and then the third answer might might surprise you is, I don't think they know yet. Uh, I, I think that they put it into the contract knowing that HBO Max has to, has to be better, has to create more options, uh, and is going to be a part of, uh, of the digital sphere for a long period of time, and, and hockey's going to be part of that, and that's a good thing. The NBA on TNT is uh, just a, a standard, uh, for, for studio shows anyway, it is the gold standard. It sure sounded in the availability today that Gary Bettman uh, is hoping that they can come up with something along that line. Is that a big part of it, or have I, am I just too close to it, and I want it to be a big part of it? Uh, maybe a bit of both, uh, because I think anybody that thinks of the Thursday night NBA package on TNT, they think of Charles and Ernie and Kenny and Shaq, yeah, and that's a, and that's a good thing. See that I, I grew up in a in an organization that talked about insulating the fan from the game if the game was bad, uh, and that was in the seventies and eighties at Hockey Night in Canada, and and so what we did then was create programming that made you want to come and watch the game, whether the Leafs were losing 8-1 to one or the Oilers were winning 9-1. to one. And, and so Some of those were the same how, night, right? That's how, hockey, that's how Hockey Night got created that way. Mm-hmm. The same thing. I mean, if, if, let, let, let's say, for example, the Phoenix Suns are playing the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday night. There's very little interest in Milwaukee or in Portland or in Boston for that game. But there is interest in what Shaq says and, and Charles says, and, and that's, that's how you insulate the, the, the game and the broadcast, by making sure that it's, you know, for want of a better phrase, but overused, must-see TV. And Turner's done that better than anybody else. So it's, it was what Don Cherry was to Hockey Night in Canada for the longest time, appointment viewing. Don, Don would tell you, oh, what was his favorite, uh, his, his favorite brag to you? Uh, nobody watches openings; they only watch me. How's that? <laughs> exactly. And yeah. the, I think I think uh, he also uh, was a big believer that the ratings would go up during the intermission. <laughs> well, the, well, in fact, in fact, Darren, they would because a, lo- a great deal of our French audience that would watch our French version of Soirée de Hockey w- would switch over and watch Don Cherry in the first intermission, so the English audience would actually go up about twenty percent. So, and, and, and over years, we, we did the same thing. And, and people, people in Las Vegas don't really care, but we did the same thing with a thing called the Satellite Hot Stove. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we, grew, we, grew the, we grew the business not just to the first intermission, we grew it to the second intermission, and that was important. So can hockey do what, the, what Charles and Ernie and Shaq uh, do? 
That's a great question. And, and here, here's why I have my doubts. Uh, you know, Charles Barkley was a member of the Dream Team. Charles mm-hmm. Barkley, as a player, was a star. You know, he was the, he was the, the, you know, the round mound of rebound from Auburn. Mm-hmm. He was a first-round pick. Shaquille O'Neal, a first-round pick. Champion. These guys, they don't need to work, but they still want to work and, and participate. What I find in our game, Darren, and this is not a knock at, you know, your guys, Mike and Darren Elliott, but, but our stars don't want to work. It's, it's, it's the pluggers and the goalies that want to hang around and be part of broadcasting. Um, and that's been our biggest issue. We don't get star hockey players to contribute on broadcast. It's just it's not in their nature because after 20 years of being in the limelight, 20 years of having your, your, your body battered and bruised, they want to get out of the game. They don't want to be part of it, and they don't want to work at it anymore. And that's a real challenge for us. Personality, too, right? Like We're a very conservative sport, and that's where I look at is, is where do we find those? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's a, I think that's a valid, valid point. And yet you have to, in our sport, I mean, look at, hey, Don Cherry. You talked about Don Cherry. I think people in, in Nevada would know Don Cherry. Yep. Don Cherry played one game in the National Hockey League. One. One game. And he became arguably the most popular Canadian of all time for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you have to have the fortitude and the, the bombastic nature to be able to stand out and say, hey, look at me. And that's not in the nature of anybody in our sport. I, I go back to remember when when uh, was a Fox that was going through their their uh, sort of uh, evolution of it, and they had uh, Brett Hall and a couple of guys on, and Brett was, was NBC. Actually. NBC. Uh, so Brett was bombastic, and mm-hmm. and he was vilified for it at times, and mm-hmm. and I'm not. And and I love I love personality I do it uh, it certainly makes my job a, a lot uh, better and more fun, but uh, there's a price to to pay in our game for that at times. Um, you can do and say anything you want on the air, as long as you can back it up, hmm. uh, and as long as you are informed about your opinion. And what we have found over the years is that people step outside the lines and try to be bombastic, and sometimes they have their information wrong. And then what credibility do they have? I mean, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley has some credibility when he says something. Shaq, for sure, has some credibility. Uh, I said this on, on our podcast today. That I, in my opinion, there's only one person I think that if I was Turner, I'd be running and gunning for and trying to convince at least to contribute for the first few years, and that's Wayne Gretzky. Because I think Wayne now has the confidence, and uh, he's not shy anymore. Uh, he he could sit there and say something, and you'd have to listen, and you'd say, "Wow, that's Wayne Gretzky." And more importantly, more importantly, there's a ton of people in the market that would know Wayne Gretzky without knowing he was a hockey, a real good hockey player. He's just a star because Gretzky's name has has transformed into that. You're right about that, and I, I see. I've known Wayne for so long and I don't think of him as as that uh, personality yeah. and, and yet and yet you know uh, Darren that you've spent enough time with him as, as I have behind the scenes right when you get Wayne going boy oh boy oh boy he's got opinions he's brilliant about the game he understands it people he connects with people constantly 
he would be perfect if he mm-hmm. was re- prepared to go outside the lines that he, right. in many ways, that for his own career and his own life, Wayne has drawn. Right. Yeah, there's there's a fire there that people have never... Never seen. Never seen. Uh, and, yet, and, yet, and yet on a Friday night, if you sit down with Wayne and you get into it with Wayne, it is some of the greatest conversation you'll ever have. Uh, conversation. I would. Uh, I would hope that I would be smart enough to do a lot of the listening in that, but I'm. I'm. I'm not yeah. totally confident in that either. Uh, John Shannon's with us. <laughs> me, me neither, by the way. <laughs> John Shannon's <laughs> with us, former executive director of Hiking Night in Canada and uh, and uh, executive producer of Hiking Night in Canada, and as well uh, co-host of the Bob McCallum podcast with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Ryan. So, John, like when when you think about that studio show and kind of the the ability to change things up with this new deal what direction do you think the nhl kind of goes with it in that regard well i i think ryan i think this has now happened so quickly with turner i i don't think they know yet i mean i don't i mean if, if you picked up the phone and said i want to talk to somebody to apply for a job at turner i don't think you'd know yet uh who's in charge of hockey at turner i don't think they know yet so i, I think from that perspective uh this is just I mean, this is a newborn. You know, we're we're sitting in the incubator still. We haven't even we haven't even got the diaper on, and 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 so I I think that there's going to take a lot of quick planning over the next two or three months before we actually get a feel for what's going on. But I think we know the target is they want to do a mirror in hockey of what they do in basketball. Is there pressure then on on Turner to do that? Do you think the league, I mean, it sounded like the league was, was leaning towards that. I don't know whether it was tongue-in-cheek or just going along with the messaging, but it, how much pressure do you think there is on Turner to try and replicate that? I think there's more pressure internally at Turner than it would be from the NHL. You know, we've, we've seen the league, the NHL, do multiple deals in the last decade and a half. NBC, with, with, with the rights holder in Canada, uh, we've seen w- how active the league is, and sometimes the league just gets the deal done and walks away and says, we trust you. Uh, it will be interesting to see if that happens this time, particularly with Turner and particularly with ESPN, too. Uh, do you think the presentation between ESPN and Turner will be different at, when we actually watch the games? I hope so, uh, only because I do notice the difference between a Turner basketball game and an ESPN basketball game. How so? Uh, I, I think that I think Turner is much less structured. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more fun. Uh, I think that there's a there's the desire to take a few more chances on the Turner broadcast. Uh, and I think that ESPN now, who you know, ESPN used to be the young cable network. Now ESPN is the established veteran of all this, and 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 they have they have a system. And they have a system that works. You know, it's it, it it's. I, I tried to explain it to somebody earlier today, saying, you know, in Canadian television, when you do sports in the studio, nobody uses a teleprompter, which is the you know the the word guide that's underneath the camera. Nobody uses a teleprompter in in sports. Well, they do use teleprompters a lot of networks, but they don't use them at Turner, and so it allows for spontaneity. And I think spontaneity. Our game is built for spontaneity. We don't mm-hmm. have we don't have starts and stops like every other sport. Uh, we we need that to reflect in the broadcast as well, and I think that's important. I think Turner has. I hope Turner grasps that and understands that. I have a question that just popped into my head. Do you think we'll ever see the time uh, a point where the the studio 
interacts and crosses over to the game broadcast uh, with the booth in the arena. But doesn't it now? Not in game. Uh, I think it does. Uh, I, I think. Um, I, I mean, I, I think you, you see there are times where um, you come out of commercial and you see, okay, we're here in the studio, and you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Let's get back to the action, and the guys mm-hmm. are continuing to talk, and the game's already underway. I, I, I think you see that. You know, I would love to see, but, say, but, Keith but, Jones. But here, let me, let me do it. If you're sitting there and saying, "Listen, I'm going to be the analyst in studio in Atlanta for Turner Hockey." And we're going to be using Dave Gosher as the play-by-play guy. Who's going to see the game better in the arena, Dave Gosher or the guy in Atlanta? Well, Dave mm-hmm. Gosher's going to see it better, so it's more advantageous to use him more. And by the way, I get a every time I mention Dave Gosher's name, I get a beer. So. Really? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to be flat in your back uh, after all those beers with the matter of time that you've mentioned uh, dropped Gosher's name on here. <laughs> That's a that's a good deal for you. I think so. Uh, I like it. Um, you you mentioned uh, like who you'd uh, who'd you phone up to uh, to apply for a job. What do you think they'll take the establishment or try and create their own path? The Turner because I see I see ESPN being more traditional uh, uh, from a hockey perspective. Uh, I'm not sure about Turner what what they'll do with their presentation with their commentators. Yeah, I, I I do think that's where they will take a little guidance from the National Hockey League. Um, you know, the phone call will come or the meetings will occur on Zoom at this point uh, that says, what do you think of so-and-so and who would you like? Um, you know, what I would say is the commissioner and the deputy commissioner, Gary Bettman and Bill Daly, have strong opinions on people, and, and they will they will help form some of that. But they'll also be flexible enough to know that when you pay $225 million a year, you have a right to invoke a certain amount of people yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Shannon's with us. Uh, before we let him go, uh, just want to bring back Ryan Wallace for a couple more tours. Tours. Uh, you know, I, John, I, I think this is interesting because, you know, obviously there's going to be three Stanley Cup final uh, broadcast on Turner. And, you know, when you factor in the nba final and the the time of the year like is there any concern or should there be any concern for hockey fans that that when those two events are on the same network at the same time that hockey might not get the uh the the showing or the viewing that you would hope it to to get over basketball well turner doesn't have the nba finals turner gives up in the conference finals so when the 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 three years that tnt will carry the stanley cup final what we do know is they'll be on alternate nights of the NBA finals that will be on ABC. So that's not a problem. On the years that it's on ABC, then it'll, for 14 days, if they both go seven, ABC will have wall-to-wall sports. Hockey and basketball, hockey and basketball. And when you are the, when you are the little brother to the big brother of ratings, you're better to be the little guy to grow as opposed to the big brother who's already on top. So I think it's only positive for the NHL to be on the alternate nights on the ABC years. Uh, on the TNT years, I think that that's a good question, and I, I always believe that the commissioner wanted the Stanley Cup Finals on over-the-air television, which in your country is Fox, ABC, NBC, or CBS. Uh, so for them to give that up at this point, to me, is a little bit of a revelation. Uh, by the way, Darren Elliott did work at Turner. You mentioned him earlier. 
he sure he, he did. Well, he went. To, Turner used to carry. Uh, used to be the broadcaster for uh, for the uh, uh, Thrashers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. the guy everybody should be calling when when they're looking for somebody to contact. Well, Elliot, I love I, I love Darren, but you know he had such a great effect on hockey. The team left. No, that's not nice. <laughs> you can't say that. They, uh, the the big you, you know I like Darren. You know that. I I don't I don't I don't. Uh, he's an Olympian too. I, I keep mentioning that uh, over and over. Stop the yeah, miracle but that on was ice. A bad year to be an Olympian. <laughs> My goodness gracious. 19, 1984 was a bad year? Well, for both of our countries. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, uh, gimmicks. Uh, when, when when the rights changed in Canada, there was the, the, the big studio and all kinds of floating floors and, and video walls and puck walls, all kind of stuff. Uh, then there was the presentation with ca- cable cameras and, 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 and ref, referees wearing helmets. And then like four years later, everybody ended up in the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think TBS pushes the envelope, or is it more advisable from from that part of it? Because it is a, a, a very a conservative, a historic sport. Do you, do they start slowly, or do you start with a bang? What would you do if you were in charge? If I was in charge, I would be spending uh, a little bit of time on an airplane to fly to uh, southwestern Ontario where the guy who, who really is the police of the game and sit with him for three or four days and say, hey, what do you like? What do you think we can do? How can we make it better? Um, uh, and, we, and, and what you need to do is make it look like his idea. Mm-hmm. Because that- if you walk in and say, this is my idea, I want to change things, I want to change things, people in our game are going to put their hand up and say, no, you can't change a thing. If you make the change and try to create the change from within then it's possible. I'm not saying it's doable, but it's certainly possible, and we'll get further consideration. You know, give the people who have always said no, give them ownership and create an opportunity for them to help be creative with you rather than walking in and saying, we need this, we need this, we need this, which for some silly reason the egos in broadcasting always do, no matter what country or what network you're in. Who's that By person? Way, that per- you know who that person is, and the people out there don't know who that person is. Then that person's Colin Campbell. Hmm. I, I, if you get that... Colin Campbell on your side, if you get Colin Campbell on your side, you will be able to do a heck of a lot more than has been done so far. Because you were on the line, uh, I was going to add two guesses. One was John Shannon, and then and then if you if no, you no, throw... I, I, no, I'm on the outside. I'm an outsider. You're not an outsider. You know well, that. I'm an outsider. You, I talk to you enough. Uh, you know Dave Gosher and Darren Elliott. You're you're totally. Uh, you just, by the way, you just just by mentioning Dave Gosher's name there, you just got me another beer. See, uh, IPA or what are you what are you what are you pouring back these days? Uh, as long as it's brown and cold, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, you had uh, you had a pretty good uh, little scoop there today on the, on the podcast, uh, the Bob McCown podcast, uh, John Shannon, Bob McCown. Uh, give us an idea because this kind of transcends uh, uh, what we're talking about and and where you're going with uh, with the National Hockey League. Uh, which one are you talking about? The, the uh, Brindamore one? No, well, I was uh, just yeah, Brindamore and uh, and and just having Tom Dunn and on, and you oh. you never really know who what what's going to come out of that, and and that's a he doesn't do a lot of those he doesn't do a lot of those appearances. No, you know it, it's funny, it, it, and again, it's for for people look what listen to this for people in Macomb County, they may not understand. You show off. That, I know. Uh, I listen. I followed the election. I knew what was going on. 
um, you know, the uh, you know for people people they don't understand that uh, if you just keep asking people every once in a while they show up. So uh, I, I'm just I'm a I'm I'm a little bit of a uh, as you know I'm a little relentless at times, and so by uh, after a couple of weeks Tom just relented <laughs> and came on. So what? Uh, where can we find the interview and uh, and give us an idea of what he said? On your favorite podcast platform, <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> Apple, whatever it is, even on YouTube, just type in McCowan Podcast, and you'll see my shining face or listen to my melodious voice along with the guy who's supposed to be the star, Bob McCowan, and we talk. We talk lots of sports. Tomorrow we're talking NFL draft, by the way, we're with Greg Cosell, Howard Cosell's nephew. Uh, about how there's going to be four straight quarterbacks at the top of the draft on Thursday night. That's uh, beautiful. And if you ever, if you don't know what John Shannon looks like, uh, you can uh, you can check out the YouTube of uh, of the podcast and see see go. what he looks like. Hey. We used to, we hey. used to... <laughs> Bubbles from Trailer Park Sports, right? <laughs> Nobody knows what that is down here. I know, but you could see if this is X rated. We could tell them the real story, right? We we could tell the real story. <laughs> I, uh, you can uh, tell Ryan and Chris in the break. I will. JS, uh, you are the uh, you are one of the greatest, and uh, there's nobody more dialed in to this broadcast side of things. And I, I know you're you're an analyst, and you're you've got some inside scoops on on the uh, the hockey side of it. But uh, on broadcasting, boy, people love it when you come on the program, and uh, and I love to be able to lean on you and be able to uh, to be able to dial you up. So thanks well, for you, this, pal. Will you say hello to my lovely friend Jen, please? I will. She's just down the hall right now, and. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. John, uh, for those that don't know, uh, you probably don't. Uh, John was also my my wife's boss for a while. Uh, so, stop. Yeah, yeah. She was well, completely fearful of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing's changed there. Yeah, <laughs> you're the best. See you, buddy. Have a great day, boys. <laughs> See you. There's John Shannon, former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada. A couple of times, the only person to ever have that job uh, on two different occasions. Uh, now does some uh, some analyst work with uh, Sportsnet on uh, the Edmonton Oilers broadcast, and then also co-host of the Bob and Cow podcast. Uh, that like, it's interesting to hear about the studio show and and what they might mm. do there. And the Gretzky part, like, he just he just never shows. There's been a couple of occasions where I've. I've been able to see behind that curtain, and it is fascinating, mm-hmm. the difference between Wayne front and Wayne back. Uh, mm-hmm. It'd be great. If he would ever do that, boy, would it be awesome. I I mean, you could sign me up right now. I'd love yeah. to see it. I, I'd, I'd love to just hear Wayne talk about the game anyway, just in general, however, even if it was guarded, right? But, like, it, just, to, just the idea of Wayne Gretzky breaking games down talking about this sport in the modern day would be fascinating to me. Uh, Wayne, the thing I love about Wayne the most is his laugh. When Wayne laughs like like we all do laugh, but it's not like the, the broadcaster. <laughs> oh, now let's go over to Ted with the weather. Uh, uh, not that. Yeah, <laughs> when, when Wayne can just laugh and, and, yeah. and be himself... It's the best sound in hockey. It really is to hear Wayne do that. Uh, I would love it. And and with Charles at, at Turner, I, I'm telling you, there's the relationship there, and uh, there's there's a lot of links. And if if it happens, 
boy, it'd be mm-hmm. it'd, like we, we go back to this conversation with, with John uh, talking about it. But I just like the fact that we can get Darren Elliott in the conversation. We can get uh, Darren Elliott. sounds like Elliott might be the guy to for, for when people value up Wallace and go, hey, who do I talk to at Turner? Because uh, they got the mm-hmm. rights. You say, talk to Darren Elliott. Because he's yeah. got all the inside scoop. Darren Elliott was a was a Turner machine uh, when he did the Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> did some college football games. You know how you know how you're uh, on the sideline and and you're running with the state trooper to get the halftime interview with the head coach. Darren Elliott did a couple of those. So I he's, bet he was awesome at it. I bet he was amazing at it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so, what's your what's your take, or do you want to take a break and come back with uh, with your take on on this whole situation? Yeah, I think we'll take a break. Okay, uh, we will uh, come back. Uh, final thoughts on the broadcast uh, agreement, uh, what that means to the Vegas Golden Knights, because it does mean a lot. And uh, and I have one take in particular that uh, that I want to share with you, just on what the National Hockey League has done here. And then we'll get into the v- VGK side of things, uh, some injury updates, and uh, you'll hear from Pete DeBoer, uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Braden McNabb as we roll on on this two-hour spectacular edition of the VGK Insider Show on. Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Thanks to John Shannon for joining us. If uh, you missed part of that discussion, it will be available via the podcast, the BGK Insider Show. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman back at uh, Fox Sports Studio Control. Uh, just uh, put a bow on the broadcast part of it, and then I want to get into the VGK and uh, some other stuff happening around the NHL because it's been a while since we've uh, we've talked to everybody. Uh, just uh, your your take when you heard that it was Turner, and uh, now that you've had a couple of hours to think about it, uh, now the National Hockey League is going forward with a national rights deal with two different uh, platforms, uh, networks, uh, ESPN, ABC, and Turner. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, on when you kind of just take it at face value, right? Like I, I think the, the opportunity to be on multiple networks is a, a big, big key for me in this. I, I want to be able to, to have different types of, of coverage, different types of broadcast. And I think with Turner in the fold, that at least opens the door for Turner to be different than what we might get out of ESPN, ABC. And, and for me, that really is the key because I, I think that you can, you can, really hone in on different audiences and try to continue to move the game of hockey forward by having a little bit of fun and and as still having a product with, that will cater to your traditional fans. I'm curious to see what ends up happening with this deal and where it goes and I also like the idea that it, it it's it's multiple uh, it, multiple multiple uh broadcasters that are looking to the NHL right now that are wanting to have the NHL as part of their coverage that to me is one of the keys in all of this I'm I'm curious to see what happens over the next seven years but I'm I'm very much excited for that what's on the horizon the HBO Max part is what's really intriguing to me because I feel like that's kind of an untapped uh I I, I don't want to say market right because it's not really a market but it's an untapped Platform. Pro- platform. But it's not they, like like shelf that for a couple of years. Yeah, it's it's they, not coming for a but little bit. They don't have any live sports on HBO Max or on HBO in general because they don't they no longer have HBO boxing. So 
that's a really interesting concept. The other interesting is the things that you guys talked about with John about the personalities and who you can put on. I'm going to be really intrigued to see who Turner selects to be their in-studio host because, I mean, there's there's a lot of really famous hockey players, obviously, that are known throughout the country. But can you coax those guys into wanting to become the the hockey version of, of Chuck and, and Kenny Smith and, and Ernie Johnson and Shaq? Because that's where... I don't really watch a lot of NBA, but I'll tune in to listen to what those guys have to say because they're they're extremely yeah, entertaining. They transcend. Uh, ESPN, I think, is going to be really aggressive with their presentation. Uh, I think that they it's going to be slick, it's going to be entertaining, and, and it's going to be in depth. Uh, Turner, I see, I see Turner as sort of the podcast version of. Sports. It's looser. It's free flowing. Uh, you might get uh, more crossover. You might get uh, the analyst jumping in to to the game and just asking a question of uh, uh, Dave Gosher at, at the rink, uh, something along that line. I, I, I see more width there, uh, whereas ESPN I think will be more of of a network type presentation. And Ryan, you're right. I, I think it gives you so much versatility and uh, choice to find what you like in in a mm-hmm. hockey broadcast, that yeah. it's great for the game. Uh, looking at what, what's just happened from Gary Bettman's standpoint, what, one, $20 million a team, team per year, that's that's outstanding. So that's great. Uh, you, you double the impact into, into each individual team, and the teams are going to like that, and the players are going to like that because it'll uh, decrease escrow. Uh, but, but the choice... This is this is not going to be cookie cutter television anymore, uh, and you're going to, because there's there's two ESPNs going to watch what Turner does. Turner's going to watch what ESPN does. They get along very well. They do a lot of uh, co-productions, uh, so there's a relationship there. I I think this is such a great time to be a hockey fan and to watch this thing grow. It's it's going to be outstanding. I'm. I'm not sure I'd want to be uh, part of the first studio show at Turner because of the amount of eyeballs <laughs> that are going to be on it. Uh, and and I was I was on opening night when when Rogers got the rights uh, to to hockey in Canada that 12 year agreement. Uh, like I was part of that show. Uh, I was the host of that show, and uh, I know exactly what kind of goes along with that. And it's nerve wracking and uh, and it's crazy uh, intensity, and uh, it can it can make your head spin. Uh, in a lot of ways, this is like a hundred times that uh, because of uh, of the Turner the Turner presence in it, and uh, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see which way they go. Uh, studio shows have tried to copy what they've done at Turner, and it's never worked. Like look at like ESPN and themselves, what they do with their NBA show mm-hmm. never really worked. That's just unique, and I'm I don't know. I, I would advise you not to do that at the start, but I don't get uh, to get paid that money. So, like, I mean, how how would you ease into it then? Like, uh, like what if it, it, just in terms of your ideal look for that Turner show from the beginning? What would it be? Uh, I wouldn't try and go out and um, run a marathon the first night. I would yeah. I would try and run two miles the first night. And then sprinkle in stuff as as I go along. That 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 would be my uh, point of view. I would have uh, a more of a structured format right off the bat because I mean 
I'm telling you, Ryan, chemistry mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. Chemistry on television is even harder when when you're within a clock and you've got people in your ear and you have to talk about certain things, then you have to get back to, to that. And all the while, you have to uh, get along with everybody and, and generate this buzz. It's really hard. And you can fake it. I'm, yeah. You can fake it. And uh, we've all been part of uh, presentations over the years where uh, you've done highlight shows or whatever, and you, you hear, those guys hated each other. Those two hated each other. But they found a way to <laughs> get it done. Uh, it's yeah. just a lot more fun when, when, you, when you do get along. And this is uh, the, to go on there and all of a sudden go, okay, guys, three, two, one, go have fun. And be Chuck and, and uh, be Shaq and be Ernie. That's that's a lot of pressure. So I would, my feeling is I would start start a little bit slower. But so far, I've been looking at my phone for the last uh, like eight hours. Nobody's mm-hmm. called me to ask me that uh, from 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 Turner. That's but weird. but ESPN and and Turner, I think like could you have like one is known for studio shows, one is known mm-hmm. for like everything, and and yep. and the TNT that the, the Turner. Game presentation does get shortchanged a little bit because they're so uh, overwhelmed by the presence of their studio shows. They do a good job on that, really good job uh, on, on that side of it. So, uh, you know what else? Uh, just uh, one one final note on this. Like Mike mm-hmm. Tirico, I think, uh, uh, did so much for the game, has done so much for the game, uh, our game, in, in at NBC. Seeing mm-hmm. somebody of Mike's stature in the sport being that uh, that he is the uh, the lead host on on NBC, uh, lead host on their Olympic coverage, and he wants to do hockey, loves doing hockey. Told me if he never does another hockey game, he is a hockey fan for life. Uh, uh, on our podcast, having somebody of that influence from the NBC side and mm-hmm. seeing that, I think could make the likes of ABC and and Turner more open to bringing in somebody outside. The hockey world, and and giving that a shot. I'll be curious to see whether they do that. Yeah, that's an interesting take because you know, as as we've come to hear Mike and listen to Mike as he calls games, he's fantastic, like just top to bottom, a really really good host. And you know, I'm interested to see what direction Turner goes. I'm I'm interested to see what that that broadcast is going to look like what it's going to feel like and how it's going to be different from ESPN. And I think the big key for me in all of this is when seven years are up, I don't want at the end of seven years for both broadcasts to look the same, to feel the same, to Mm -hmm. be the same. I want there to be difference. I want there to be flavors that you could tune in for if you are a hockey fan. And I think that's how the NHL grows. That's how the NHL wins in this TV deal. You know what time tells me about that statement? What's that? You're going to be disappointed. Probably. Because every, everything does end up at the middle. I, and I, that, I, that's just I mean, a, that's a pure reality. Uh, and yeah. just, just going off history, Ryan. Yeah. Like, I, I, honestly, when we launched that night... Uh, mm-hmm. seven years ago, six years ago, uh, we had all kinds of we had stuff in the floor that we could put up. We had uh, stuff on the wall, like uh, puck walls. We had a big stage. We uh, we had an interview, and then we ended up sitting at the desk. 
Like I was walking around. I was putting on more steps during a show than I was during my <laughs> general day uh, around a studio. We ended up in the middle. We ended up right in the middle at the desk. And uh, I, I would like, and there's nothing wrong with the desk. Uh, I, I, sure. I, enjoy, I, I prefer it, in fact. But uh, I think that there's a real uh, just danger to doing too much too fast. Uh, your point, though, about looking different, I hope so, too. And and because yeah. they're playing off each other. Hey, did you see what the guys at ESPN did on, on Wednesday? Did you see what they did uh, on Turner on Tuesday? That kind of thing. Like, I think that will that is where it's different than the rights deal that they did in Canada, where they gave it all to one, to all to Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Dividing it into two, I think, is huge to just challenge each other. So this year uh, on ABC, the Stanley Cup final looks like this. The next year, Turner did their whole show from the square uh, at each at each arena outside the plaza uh, at mm. uh, uh, wherever uh, and, and and outside the rink. And it was a gong show. That was great. Everybody talked about <laughs> uh, that was awesome. so. So next year, the ESPN is going to do it this way. Uh, so I think I think there's a lot of that year to year stuff that you that will benefit from. Uh, good news of the day is coming up, and uh, then we will get into, in hour number two, what uh, what Pete DeBoer had to say. Uh, a couple of days since we've talked to the Vegas Golden Knights in this uh, three-day break in the National Hockey League season. We'll get some lineup updates and just uh, a little bit of indication on how much significance tomorrow's game against Colorado should really play in the grand scheme of this 56-game schedule. Thanks for being with us. This is the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the good news of the day on the VGK Insider Show. The good news of the day is brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit. The Golden Knights will host the Medieval Market this coming Friday at the all-new Water Street Plaza at Lifeguard Arena in Henderson. The Medieval Market will begin at 11 a.m. and run through 5 p.m. or while supplies last. The Medieval Market... I just love saying it, will afford fans the rare opportunity to shop for official team gear and equipment. Sticks, skates, gloves, jerseys, shoes, helmets, and more will be available for purchase from each of the team's first four NHL seasons. Items for sale are intended to target youth and adults to allow local players access to world-class equipment. So I ask you, what would you pick up from the medieval market? Darren Millard. Uh, that's that's easy. I need a pair of uh, white gloves. Because, white gloves. Yeah, because a buddy of mine who uh, mm-hmm. was two-time Stanley Cup champion, actually, with uh, right. one with Colorado, one with Tampa Bay. He was former captain of the Brandon Wheat Kings, uh, sent me a text about a month ago and said, gold helmet, white gloves. I need one of each. I said, well, I can't do anything about the gold helmet, but let me give, oh. l- just leave it with me on the uh, on the gloves. And uh, Chris Dingman uh, has a pair of uh, white gloves coming to uh, to him through the medieval market. Uh, and and this, again, you, you mentioned uh, like where this is aimed at. This isn't for somebody mm-hmm. to, to go in there and collect uh, game use stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is an opportunity to pick up some hockey equipment that you can use, that you can go out and uh, and play in your pickup, your men's league, your kids game, uh, if, if it fits, if you're a, a big enough uh, child. Like, just 
the, mm-hmm. use this uh, the this equipment. It's it's a cool opportunity, and uh, not a lot of uh, not a lot of fans get to do it. So their shoes, socks, pants, uh, shoulder pads, helmets, uh, those those gloves. Yeah, lot lots of things going. Skates as well. I think there's a set of goalie gear somewhere mixed in there. I'm looking forward okay. to it on Friday. So seriously, no gold helmets though. Uh, not that I know of about the gold okay. helmets, right. but but there are there are gloves. I I didn't. To be fair, I yeah. just assumed there wouldn't be any gold helmets because they're still using them. Sure. Uh, and they haven't had like this in a couple of years through where where you've got any any extra or the players moved on or something like that. So I I didn't yep. even ask about the gold helmets. I just went straight for the white gloves to to see if I can get uh, dinger <laughs> uh, dinger off my I, case. Actually, I, I, I look forward to helping them out. I, I would love to get my hands on, on Mark Stone's stick, but I don't know that I'm tall enough to use it. You aren't. Like, it's just... Yeah, There's no, not... You don't... I, I can answer Thanks. that for you right now. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how he shoots with that thing. The, the I lie... I, I'd be curious. <laughs> Next time, talk to him. Try and find out what the lie is on, on that stick, because it's so long, and to be able to actually shoot it... The uh, the lie must have be really unique uh, for for what we generally uh, look at with a hockey player stick. Yeah, it, I I look at his stick. I look at the tape job. I look at everything <laughs> about it, and I just honestly, I just want to have it to to just examine it, just to see how that stick kind of stacks up to to the ones that I have at home, and and really just I've I've not seen anything quite like it before in the NHL. I wonder who would have been comparable back in the day when they used wood sticks, because wood sticks you could <laughs> you could manipulate the blade a lot, uh, a little bit of the lie, and somewhat on the length. But something like that is is different. Where I mean, you can put extensions in in these sticks and and change uh, the height of them a, a little bit. Uh, where and where and everything else just comes stock. Uh, you you order a batch of them and you get them all all sound and looking the same, and you can you can get away with manufacturing them that way. Where the wood sticks, you you never did that. So uh, I'd be curious um, uh, to think about that. Dave Anderchuk maybe, but not as much because he he didn't use as long of a stick in in front of the net with his stuff. Give me a couple of minutes to think about it. But the this this medieval market. Like check it out. There's all kinds yeah. of things from from players' uh, apparel uh, to to players' equipment, and and you you pick it up. You don't put it on a shelf somewhere. You actually lace those skates up, and you go out and you you go for a twirl with them. Yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. And if you are in the market for some gear, that is where you want to be. The Medieval Market this Friday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m.